When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, welcome to the 12th episode of Three Terrible Gamers Podcast. I am here with just Colin again. Hey guys. Rylan is MIA again, so just remember him. All right, we have a lot to talk about. We took a break last week. I was traveling and Colin, he was busy this weekend, but he made time where I didn't That's last right. week. I like you guys better than Ashton. That's right. But... <laughs> That's all right. We had a lot to catch up, and we're, if we have time, we'll throw in some from this week as well. So let's go ahead and get into it. So a long time ago, it started out that there weren't game-exclusive consoles like for the NES or SNES. Now, then, like with the 64 and the GameCube era, they kind of done a little bit of mixing in, and even the Wii some but they fell out of it with like the Wii U and stuff like that. So what do you think about with the Switch getting a bunch of game exclusive consoles? Well, what I think about it in, I'm I'm not going to necessarily just focus on the Switch on this one. I'm going to focus on pretty much all the gaming companies there is, like I guess tech when a major free in between Nintendo, Xbox, and PlayStation because PlayStation's doing the same thing too. I think Switch is doing the Pokemon versions, the new Pokemon games that just came out. But personally, I think they should uh, focus on, especially like the Xbox and PlayStation, because I think PlayStation's getting like God of War, like one from PS5. I think they should focus on being able to get their normal consoles fully stocked for everybody before they start trying to focus on the uh, exclusive editions because they're definitely going to run out of those. Right. So or you're saying with where the, where the Series X PS5 is hard to find as it is, the exclusive ones will be even harder to find. Exactly. So it's just like one of those things, like I said, they should master it. Granted, I don't think, I mean, urban in the middle of the pandemic, I don't really think Nintendo had a hard time selling consoles and they usually keep pretty well in stock yeah they're the best out of the three companies but keep being able to keep their consoles in stock 
but I think Nintendo will be the trailblazer with the reintroduction of it because all the companies now are getting back into it and we've had this what almost well I would say since the PS4 and because even this normal switch didn't even have like when switch first came out it didn't even have the exclusive consoles they i mean they just slowly introduced like the different joy cons but i think that i mean so you think it's been since the ps4 and xbox one era that we've technically haven't had an exclusive consoles yeah because xbox they had the halo xbox one and then they had like a i think it was a call of duty advanced warfare xbox one they I had like so. a gears like a, i think it was a gears 5 xbox one they have a bunch of different xbox ones yep and um sony i believe they had a like a spider-man ps4 or ps4 pro whatever it was and then some other games oh god of war they had enough god of war one Another which, I, mean, they, god of war. I mean they always do a god of war one eight hundred in the release for it and that's just, yeah, I mean, it's just a sell for them. But as we said in a previous podcast, it's, you know, that's basically their mascot. At the moment. Yeah. Whether they drop them like they did Spyro or Crash, we'll see. But as of right now, it's their mascot. Yeah, but like I said, I think everyone should master the normal stock of their consoles before they start doing exclusives, unless that's what they're banking on is being able to focus on making their plain Jane ones and then just having the exclusives out there for a little bit higher price tag and people buying those. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I see what you're coming from, but I, I'd say like when they do get the stock organized and everything, I'd like to see more because we haven't had any really, really good ones for a while. They companies have really fell away from it. Now Nintendo, I'm gonna focus more on them. I say from Nintendo, we need a lot more of them because like you said, they're good about keeping their consoles pretty well in stock. Now when the OLED first came out, they was having trouble, but now you can go to almost any Walmart or Target and see an OLED. Yep. So but I need from Nintendo, I need a Zelda theme switch, not Joy Cons like they did with Skyward Sword. I need an, a full out switch. Dock everything. I don't know why they haven't done that. They've done a bunch of different ones for the 3DS Zelda theme. I'm going to say, prediction wise, they'll probably do it with Tears of the Kingdom since they so? introduction with Pokemon. Maybe. I'm surprised they didn't Breath of the Wild, but I understand that was a launch title and they. You know, we're just trying to get it out the door and everything. But and uh, so we got a Mario Red switch. It wasn't the V1 switch, but it wasn't OLED. It was the V2 with the better battery for the uh, Mario Red switch. But it didn't have anything really Mario on it. It was just Mario colored. But I still consider that Mario theme. That Animal Crossing one, it had actual like pictures on the dock. Of Animal Crossing, and then the Joy Cons were like a light blue and a light green to match the theme of Animal Crossing. And then we got a Splatoon 3 Switch. Did you see it? I actually didn't. Yeah, it's it looks pretty nice. It looks really nice. And 
then Fortnite, they even got their own set of Joy-Cons a while ago for a Switch. It was like a blue and a yellow Joy-Con collar, I think. It wasn't a full-out Switch. It was just Joy-Con. But from Nintendo, I need a Zelda Switch. And I'd even like to see like a, even maybe a Bayonetta Switch. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, since they bought them out. And a sponsorship. Yeah. A sponsorship would be nice too, Nintendo. Yeah, that would be really nice, you know, if you just want to give us money, but whatever. We talk about you enough. Yeah, we we help you sell your <laughs> product. You should help us out. <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah, but that's what I feel about it. Just We need more Zelda yeah. stuff. They, it would be nice this, to have more Zelda stuff. I don't want to say this generation with the Switch has been dry on Zelda because we've got Breath of the Wild, we've got Link's Awakening remake, and we got Skyward Sword remaster. But it seemed, which you could say the same thing, I guess, for even Mario. Like, we haven't got a whole lot of Mario like we usually do either, but it's just... They've mainly been focusing with the Rapids with Mario. Like, yeah, I'm just... Techno-based Mario game. That's too RPG for me. I don't like I didn't like the first one that well. It's too much of an RPG. Oh yeah, no, I, I very, I mean, I knew the Rabbit series when they was by themselves, but once they combined Mario, I'm just like, that's a weird combination. Yeah, and Mario having a gun, I'm surprised Nintendo approves that. Yeah. I mean, it's not a real I'm gun, like, but you know. Yeah, as you say, it's kind of like a Rowan statement, kind of almost like a paintball gun type of situation. Yeah, I'd still like to see that. All right. If you don't have anything else, we'll move on. The Google Stadia streaming service is officially discontinued from Google. They are refunding players' hardware costs and software. So what do you think about the Google Stadia platform being officially dead? So it's dead temporarily from the research I was doing because they are refunding people right now in hopes that they'll come back because they are prepping for a more updated system from the research that I found straight from Google. Yeah. So it makes sense to, and it shows that they care about their customers because they're like, okay, I'm going to refund you now, hoping that I can make this console better or another console rather cloud streaming, whatever they're going to wind up doing it. But that tells them that, hey, yeah, we're worth to come back on because even if we mess up, we're going to pay you back. Yeah, that that says a lot about Google right there, that they're willing to pay the customers back. A lot of companies be like, you paid for it. You know, I don't care. You lost your money. Exactly, and a lot of companies do. And the fact that Google's doing that, if they do manage to come out with another type of game streaming thing in the future, I say a lot more people will go back to it just because of that perk. Yeah. Well, Google Stadia, it was a, it was, I think it was for Google, it was a testing market to be into the video game. Um, oh, yeah. You know, so them deciding to do it on a, cloud streaming service exclusively like xbox is doing x cloud but they still have a console but google coming out of the gate with a streaming service i don't think 
the world has good enough Wi-Fi everywhere just yet for that to be something that everybody's going to pick up and do. I mean, it is convenient to be able to play, say, Destiny 2 on my iPhone if I just go to Google Chrome and sign up for Google Stadia. That's pretty cool. But not everybody has good enough Wi-Fi to do that just yet in the world. Or not enough cell phone companies have unlimited streaming at no extra cost type of situation. As well right. There's still companies that allow you to only have like 20 gigabytes a month. Yeah. And then at whatever speed that they have. And then that slows down to like 100, you know, so it's down to kilobytes per second. Right. Afterwards. Yeah. See, it's just the world. I don't think is ready for that yet. In the future, maybe. But cloud streaming and actually playing the game natively are two completely different things. The graphics are so much better natively. It runs smoother natively. Just we're not ready for it yet. And I don't I don't know if I'll ever be ready for that to be the only way for me to play a game. Yeah, because we like having the physical copies. Right. And that's just taking digital a little too far, in my opinion. Yeah, and... But you think if they was going to take off with it, they would have took off with it because it did release right when the pandemic hit. Yeah, and you think when the pandemic hit, people's not going to go out the stores and buy a physical game, which they could buy it digitally on their consoles. But if they don't have the console, I mean, yeah, you can order stuff online and stuff. But I'm just saying it should have went up more than it did during the pandemic. Yeah, but... Yet again, it could be also one of those things because anytime there's a quote-unquote new thing, people are hesitant to get it until a lot of people test it out first. Yeah, and Google just has a reputation of, I think that's why a lot of people are afraid. Google has a reputation of trying something out, like any service, trying it out and then just discontinuing it out of the blue because it's not working out for them. They're not making as much money as what they thought. So they're known for doing that with some services. So I think that's why people were hesitant to even try Stadia. Better they didn't want you listening. They didn't want to have Google listen to their conversations while he's playing video games. Yeah. <laughs> Google, Google and Facebook are pretty bad about being nosy. But oh, yeah. it's that side of point. It's just one of those things to where. Like I said, if it was going to do better, like I said, I understand that was their first take at it. So I don't have any doubt that they'll come back and make it better. But until that point, it is dead. Yeah, and they say they may, I mean, they may not bring it back. They say they are, but me personally, I don't know if they will because they didn't do, it didn't do as well as what they thought it would. I don't know if they'll bring it back or not because you have to have one of those, if you're going to play it on, say, their hardware, you have to have one of those Google things you plug into your TV. It's kind of like a Fire Stick, I guess, but I can't remember what they're called. But um, And their controller, they had a nice controller. It's a $70 controller, but if they don't bring the service back, it'll be worth less than a $20 Bluetooth adapter because it was made to connect directly to Wi-Fi so you don't have input lag through Bluetooth. So if they don't bring it back, then it's going to be pretty much useless. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I say if people paid that much for a controller, they'd probably just wind up on Bluetooth on it anyways because 
at that point, there really wouldn't be that much difference in between that and a normal, you know, Xbox, PlayStation, or Switch controller. Yeah. Uh, it just wouldn't be as good as actually having those controllers. But if you had one laying around, you know, and it was there for a second player coming, you know, to your house to play a game, then, you know, that's pretty much what it would be used for. Yeah. Right. Or to play games on your phone. Yeah. Like I said, Google Stadia and that perspective is pretty nice. You can just play AAA games, you know, on your phone, but they only have so many games. They don't have every new game coming out. It's just there's certain games they can get licensing for. And it's kind of like, you know, Game Pass, like xCloud. You can play that on your phone, but it's only certain games that they can get approved through the company. Yeah. Plus, I mean, yeah, yet again, like a previous topic, it's not that hard to call your handheld a console anymore, but your hand, uh, not your handheld, your phone a console anymore, but it's still not, a phone still aren't fully equipped to play every single video game there is out there. No, not, I mean, in the future, probably because they'll start putting fans in phones, which they already do for some Android phones, ga- actually dedicated gaming to Android phones, but saying like an iPhone in the next 20 years, maybe, maybe they'll start having putting fans in them for, for gaming, but I don't know. Apple would probably have to come out with their own gaming service for that to happen. Now, Android, on the other hand, like say Samsung, next 20 years, probably start putting fans in all their phones for Android gaming. I don't know. I mean, it would make sense. Yeah. And that'd be an excuse for the companies to jack up the price on their phones even more than they already are. Exactly. All right. You have anything else on that topic? Nope. All right. Moving on. So whenever the new generation came out with the Xbox Series X and the PS5, um, some companies took the plunge to make their games $70 instead of the traditional $60. And we got our first $70 Nintendo Switch game, which isn't next gen, but it is still a $70 game. What's your opinion on that? Well, the fact that it's a third-party title is stupid. I think yeah. Nintendo should make their first $70 game one of their exclusives. Right. Because that makes the most sense. That's what Xbox and PlayStation is doing. Well, I mean, minus the new Assassin's Creed is coming out. Is Or is that the game we're talking about here? Nope. I'm talking about Skyrim. Oh, yeah, Skyrim. I forgot. Yeah, the fact that it's... And it's the Elder Scrolls, right? So it's a remake? Yeah, it's the Elder, Scroll, Elder Scrolls Skyrim Anniversary Edition. That's what it is. It, wait, I always get confused on those things. Is the, is the whole entire series called the Elder Scrolls, or are they called Skyrim? And then they got different names. It's the Elder Scrolls, and then off of that okay. is Skyrim. And so then the they have, like, the Elden Ring Scrolls. and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Different ones. So, yeah, in that case... That being a remake, the little bit of Skyrim that I did play, I wasn't too fond on. Robert came over and showed, played it at my house one time and showed me what it was because he really enjoyed that game. But for me, I just I couldn't get into it, and I prefer to save that and get that weird look from people saying that I get from saying that I've never uh, played it before. Yeah, see, I'm the same way. I never got into Skyrim. I know some people were die-hard Skyrim fans, and they just played it all the time. This is 
it's old. Like it's, I don't even know when it came out, but it's probably going on what, probably ten years or close. I would, yeah, I would feel comfortable saying that. But like, okay, I'll, so I'll, I'll give you an exact answer. Okay. That released date two thousand eleven, so it's been it's eleven eleven years, years. Okay, so I was pretty close. I was all right. So and then back then, open world games aren't what they are. You're used to open world games nowadays. So back then, Skyrim was like one of the first open open world games that we're used to nowadays. So it was a huge thing, and everybody was playing, and everybody loved it. And me, I just couldn't get into it. So, them coming out we now could get into it now since maybe we are open world games. But at the time, yeah, it was too much to handle. We still prefer the simplicity of games, right? And am I paying seventy dollars for it? No, I'm not. <laughs> That's right, too. That's for an eleven I'll, year old game. No. Yeah, I'm not paying seventy dollars for an eleven year old game. And I believe it's a port build up too, so it's not even built like up remade or anything. Again. Yeah, not even. I mean, they might have bumped it up a little bit, but not putting a whole lot of work and time into it. Yeah, bad. And you think it would have released on the PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty? So, in saying that, with the Switch, I guess. In handheld mode, it would be the same as what it was on that, those consoles. Yeah, I I don't understand that. And with Skyrim being the first to do it, do you think developers or even Nintendo themselves will start trying to sneak in a seventy dollar game here and there on the Switch? I don't doubt it at all because obviously that's twenty more dollars per game that they're going to get. Well, right. two more dollars a game they're going to get. Yeah. So, do you think it'll stay with third party, or do you think Nintendo will even try to say Tears of the Kingdom seventy dollars? Uh, we'll see how successful they are with selling these titles at that price. Because I think it's just a test thing. Because notice, I mean, like you said, this game is old. It's eleven yeah. years old next month. So, in saying that. Like I said, they're pretty much going to, I think, test the waters to see who's going to do it. Because in today's time, if a lot of people don't like what you're doing, you're going to hear about it and you're going to pretty much get bullied into, bullied into submission. Right. I don't know. I think... Like, like you said, yeah, there's some people that's addicted to games, but yet again, it's not like drugs. It's not like you, you you're going to have, have to that. try to get that fixed. And you have other ways to get that gaming fixed rather than buying new games. You can always just emulate an older system, or if you have an older system laying around, just go and play a game real quick. Exactly. You don't have to buy a $70 game to get that fixed if you already have games laying around. Yep, and that's the beauty of video games, and that's also the reason why they're wanting to charge more for them too is because the playability on these things before the game would technically go bad would be quite literally like percentages of pennies per hours put in. Yeah. I understand developers. They, it takes a lot of time to develop a game and it takes a lot of money to develop a game. 
but they have a budget when they start mm-hmm. and like we said it's not like this is a new game coming out i don't understand maybe if it was a huge new skyrim game coming out that's you know just now releasing brand new no i mean but this is an 11 year old game i don't understand why they're trying to charge 70 dollars for it yes it's a special edition or whatever but it's still 11 years old like it that's if they <clears throat> they would uh say gta 5 comes out for the switch and it's GTA GTA Five Premium Premium Edition or something. They're like, oh, it's seventy dollars. That's still an old game too. And they're coming out with GTA Six in the next couple of years or so. They say, if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, the Elder Scrolls series. Is, I mean, obviously, they just had Elden Ring, but I think they're about ready to get another title as well. Yeah, and if you're going to pay seventy dollars for a game, won't you just go pick up Elden Ring? It's probably what sixty dollars, I would say, like a normal game. I would say, I mean, it's been out long enough. I mean, about it's a been year, out for so. what, almost a year now. Yeah. So I would say some places would have it for forty. Or, yeah. I mean, you can even march down to GameStop, get a you know a pre-owned one for probably thirty, thirty-five. Right. And they said that's a really, really good game. And they said Skyrim was too, but like we said, it's old. Go pick up the newest version. I mean, the newest Elden Ring. I mean, Elder Scrolls oh, game. That could be the start of them coming to the Switch, too, because you can't get any of the older titles or the Elden Ring on the Switch right now. No, but maybe. I'd, I'd, if Elden Ring came to the Switch, I'd pick it up. I'd give it a try. Yeah, I would, too. But, like I said, as far as pulling 11, I mean, yeah, an 11-year-old game for that much money, it's just not going to happen. Like I said, I kind of understand what they done with Link's Awakening, but yet again, first-party title, and it wasn't, I mean, it went from 2D to 3D. Yeah, exactly. So it made sense to pay $60 for it, but to literally to pay that much for a port that you could boot, you could still boot up your 360 PlayStation 3 and still play this game. Like, <laughs> yeah, why not I mean, just do that? Exactly. If you already own it, then just play it on the system you already have it for instead of buying it for $70. Because if you're getting it for the Switch, and like I said, if you're in handheld mode, you're getting the same graphics as what you would be on your 360 anyways. Yeah, 720. Yep. I mean, if you got it docked onto the TV, yeah, you're going to get that little bit of a boost, but is that little bit, you know, is a little bit more graphic worth that much more money when that you already technically have it. No, it's not. And if you have Xbox Live, it's basically free at this point. You've had it for 11 years. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and move on. There's been a leak out. <clears throat> They're saying it's pretty much true, but it's still a leak. That Sony is thinking about remastering Horizon Zero Dawn for the PS5. Is Sony crazy for doing that? Yeah, going back to the previous topic. So it makes sense for Skyrim to have a remake. Granted, $70 price point isn't that right for that price. But right. Zero Dawn has only been out for five years. Yep. <laughs> yeah, February 28th, 2017. Yeah, so it's only been out for five years. So I, it's... Definitely too soon for a remaster, and it 
it would make sense just to port it, port it and you'd probably get more sales unless, yet again, they're trying to get a $70 price tag out of it, which isn't surprising because Sony has the most $70 games right now. Right. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com. And get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, well, I I seen that it should be a port. Yeah, I seen that. I was like, it hasn't been out that long. Now it looks like an amazing game. We we aren't PS4 players, so we never played it. Or at least I don't think you have. But um, I haven't. I've always wanted to try it. I thought about getting a PS4 just to try out this game because it looked awesome. It's like robot dinosaurs and stuff. It looked amazing. But it's only been out like I said five years. So why are you trying to remaster it? Unless, like you said, they're going for that $70 price tag. Now, they should take this time and effort they're putting on a remake to maybe remake a game that's older, like, say, in the PS2 era that people were begging for, and spend that time and money on that instead of a five-year-old game. Or they should just spend that time and money on a new game. Because the sequel of Horizon Zero Dawn just came out recently for the PS5. 
but don't even make a it don't even make sense why they're even doing that seems like the president at sony is i don't know he has he doesn't have very good ideas in my opinion yeah i think i mean i'm not saying they're running out of ideas as a company that's not what i'm saying at all but the logical aspect of that is not there for that particular thing because yet again five years old it's and it's close enough so it came out in the it didn't even release with the ps4 it was in the middle of its you know release like i think the pro would just came out whenever it came out so yes. yet again it, they could port it add a little bit of buff to it to have that 4k instead of the 1080 like it ain't that hard right but remastering it from the ground up is <laughs> kind of, I mean, just stupid since the capabilities there. But like I said, my prediction is they're going for that $70 price tag. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. We had a Nintendo Direct for the Mario movie on the 6th. What's your opinion on that trailer? It was a decent trailer. I'm going to go... Ah, well, the kids are still too young. I don't know if I'll necessarily go watch it in theater or not. I know uh, you're the movie critic. watch it as soon as it comes out on streaming, even if i got to rent it. Right. Yeah, but, I know you're the movie critic, so I figured this would be a good one for you. But, I mean... Chris Pratt starring as Mario, I think they could have used an actual Italian guy. But that could... They could just try to be normalizing Mario as just a normal plumber instead of an Italian plumber is right. my theory on it. But Jack Black is Bowser, so it's obviously going to be a comedy to a sense. Right. I know Chris Pratt's usually more, you know, more known for quote unquote action being, you know, in a part I mean, I'm not gonna say the Avengers, I mean he's part of MCU. Yeah. So, I mean, and MCU usually has their characters minus Deadpool as a non-comedic setup. Yeah. So they're usually just more thrived on action compared to comedy. And the fact that you paired him up with Jack Black, which is a known comedian and funny guy for all the movies that he plays in, I, I think it'll be a good match for him. But... You know, just the overall tone of it, the graphics, like I said, they're super good graphics, but I think you should never outpass what your video games look like, which they yeah, do. Right. Yeah. Like, I understand, you know, animations and movie and animations and video games are different, but at the same time, your movie should not look more realistic than your video games. So you're saying they should tone it down a little bit? Like I said, Sonic done it right. Because how Sonic looks in that game, in the movie, he looks almost identical to in the live, I mean, not the live action games, but the video games, like the more recent video games. Yeah. That's a good combination. But Mario looks more cut and dry than what the Mario Mario Odyssey does. Right. I agree with that. Yeah, I I think it's going to be an amazing movie. And when I seen Chris Pratt as Mario, 
I was surprised because don't get me wrong, I love Chris Pratt as an actor. He does an amazing job in all the movies he does. But just when I think Chris Pratt, I don't think Mario, you know, because like you say, he's not Italian. So I, I thought it would bother me Mario not having an accent, but it didn't really. Because like you said, I think they're just trying to modernize Mario, not trying to make him set any kind of race or country. Yeah, exactly. Like, so I think Jack Black is Bowser, what we've seen. It might be a little bit more funny, but I think his voice fits Bowser with the little bit that I've seen. I didn't think it would, but I think it does after seeing the trailer because just how, I guess evil he sounds when he's doing bowser it just fits i think so good job on bowser but chris pratt i think they could have found somebody else but i think i mean still chris pratt he does a good job in all of his movies so i think he'll still do a good job it's just not what we're used to seeing with mario oh definitely not i mean it's a huge jump from star Wars to mario i mean still both you know technical made-up characters that's what they have in common, but yet again, they're so far apart from what type of movie about it is. Right, and they're... And the fact that he's just voice acting and not actual physical acting. Right, yeah. But, I mean, Nintendo has had to approve all of the actors and everything, so they approved it. So, I mean, I guess they they know what they're doing. They still miss a shot because they could have used Bowser as Bowser, their president in America. <laughs> yeah, they could have. <laughs> you think that's why they made him president? I I mean, obviously the guy worked with the company for a while. He didn't yeah. just go in and do it, but it is kind of ironic that the American president of Nintendo is, his last name is Bowser. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. That was pretty I cool. think it is pronounced differently than actual Bowser. But, Everybody says Bowser though when they're talking yeah, about it. Yeah, because that's spelt the same way. But I think it's pronounced Bowser. Oh. But still, it's spelt the same way. So it's just like, why not play that guy? Because you'll have that connection right there. But like I said, I, I'm a huge Jack Black fan, so I think yeah. it'll work out perfectly fine. Summer said in our uh, comments here, she said they picked them because they are both hilarious. So, like you said, they're going for that comedy, maybe, than an actual serious Mario movie. Which I think anything will be better than what they had in the 80s. Oh, that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> that was awful. Graphics are already better, but we'll see how the rest oh, of the yeah. movie plays out. Yeah, I think, it'll, I think it'll work out. And then I'm hoping this will open a door to a Zelda movie. Oh, I think Netflix is already flirting with that idea with Tom Holland and Zelda on Netflix. Tom Holland needs to go somewhere. He's not even a good Spider-Man. <laughs> well, you think that's another technical MCU person flirting around with Nintendo. Yeah, he's not even good at being Spider-Man, so how's he going to be Link? That, that's my opinion yeah. a lot of people love him i just don't i like the first round of spider-man with uh what was it Tobey Maguire or something like that but yeah he was the best in my opinion uh i mean yet again i 
you ask Rowan who the best Spider-Man is, if he was in here with us, he would definitely not agree with us, but it's the generation he was born in. Yeah. All these little kids need to go back and <laughs> watch good movies. Oh, shoot. Well, what's bad, Rowan is the one that's watched all of them, probably more than what we have combined. Yeah, you're right. You're probably right, because he's always loved so That was his favorite uh, superhero growing up. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it was definitely just rumors, as Summer said, with the uh, uh, Tom Holland being the Zelda, I mean, Link in, not Zelda. It'd be kind of funny if they did make him Zelda, though. That would be more comedic, I think. That'd be but... more fitting. He <laughs> looks like a girl, as scrawny as but he is. They have him as Link in the Netflix series of what all the rumors are going around. Yeah, I don't know if that'll go through. It, like I said, it's just rumors, but I'd love to see him in an actual movie like the, they're doing with the Mario. But all right, moving on. The Dead Space Remake Collector's Edition. Did you see that? I did. Not you until it, you sent me what we were supposed to be studying for, but I did. <laughs> do you think it is overpriced for a remake? I mean, yeah, the game's a remake, remaster, whatever it is, but you get all kinds of stuff with it. Like, I think there's like 13 total items that came with it. So, I mean, for the economy nowadays, $275 isn't actually that bad. Am I going to go out there and pay for it? No. <laughs> but is it a bad deal for all the stuff that you do get? It's not a bad deal. Yeah, and I took a screenshot of everything that it includes. And everything that it includes... You know, it, 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 it's reasonable what they're asking for. So this is for the Xbox edition, but you can get it for PS5 or whatever. But the physical copy of the game, and then you get a Dead Space Collector's Edition box. You get an Isaac helmet, full-size wearable helmet with working lights. And then you get a Dead Space CD soundtrack. You get a lithograph print, foil-stamped lithograph folio, four mini posters, and then you get a patch, a marker, a marker, enamel pen, metal four-inch marker statue, and a dead space steel book. So, including all of that, even just the helmet itself, with working lights, that you that's awesome. Yeah, and you think so? In theory, obviously, buying that collector's edition, they're not saying if the game costs sixty or seventy dollars. But so in theory, if the game was to cost seventy dollars, so that's still two hundred and five dollars that are in use for this math, and yeah. everything you named off, if you was to buy it individually, I say the price tag buying everything individually would probably be closer to four hundred. Yeah, so I mean, for all of that that you're getting, that's a great price, and if it was coming out for Switch, I'd I'd, I'd pick it up. I'm a fan of Dead Space. I played the first you know, the original three that came out and they were good games. So I'd pick it up. I wouldn't buy all the collector stuff. <laughs> yeah. Collectors. I only get collectors in certain circumstances. Like if, like I wanted the Link's Awakening collector's edition, but for one, I didn't have the money. And two, the one America got versus the one that Europe got, America got the sucky one and Europe got the better one. So, 
I didn't pick it up. But yeah, the Dead Space Collector's Edition looks awesome. And we will have an affiliate link soon on that. So keep watch for that. That's right. Don't cost you an extra dime. That's right. And it helps us out. All right. Moving on real quick. Trying to move through these a little fast. Uh, there was a new Need for Speed game coming out. Well, the release trailer says it's coming out soon. It is called Need for Speed Unbound. Coming out December 2nd, 2022. What's your take on that? I mean, timeline of all the Need for Speeds coming out, it matches up with everything else because it comes out for years after Heat. I think before Heat, it was three years, which they used, like, back when they first started, back when, you know, we was growing up, they was releasing every year and a half to two years. Yeah. But obviously games have got bigger over time and everything else, so, I mean... It's been three years since the last one. Granted, I haven't played a Need for Speed since Hot Pursuit 2 on the GameCube. But, I mean, they still have their place. I mean, I'm I'm still more of a Forza person in today's time. Yeah, they're they're better Need for Speed, hands down. But But not everybody has an Xbox. was definitely great back in the day. I mean, they're still great. They still got a huge following. It's just not my cup of tea anymore. Right. Okay. So in recent years, there's not been a lot that EA has done right. They seem to be messing up a lot and screwing players over, but they usually do a good job with Need for Speed. I will say that the character models look cartoony compared to the car models, but, you know, that that's fine. You don't see the people a whole lot. So uh, it's pretty cool. I, I might pick it up. You know, depending, but I might I might wait for a sale. I'll say that. I'm not going to pick it up launch day or nothing. I'm not going to pre-order it, but I may wait for a sale and pick it up and just try it out, do a review on it or something. And But if you guys want to pick it up, we'll have a link to it down below. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. Be looking out for that. But um, real quick, there's two right answers to this question. What is the best Need for Speed game? Which, this, yeah, just go ahead. There's two right answers? That's two right answers. No, it's not. There's two right answers. Need for Speed, Hopper Suit 2. Mm-hmm. What's the, what's the second one? All right. Need for Speed, Hopper Suit 2, and Need for Speed Undercover are the two best. Okay. That's not an opinion. That's a fact. That's a fact. I watched you guys play it. I've never played it. On the 360, it was amazing. It was so good. But Need for Speed Hot Pursuit 2, I poured hours and hours into that game on the GameCube. Yeah. Plus, that was the first one where you could switch in between being a driver and being a cop, wasn't it? I believe so. Which they did remake uh, Hot Pursuit 1, so I'm hoping that EA will come out and remake uh, Hot Pursuit 2. I'm hoping. But it being EA, probably not. I mean, yet again, that other than their every year Madden, that's really the only game they're ever successful on. Yeah, I mean, and if you count the Sims, I hate the Sims, but Summer, listening right now, she loves the Sims. She'll buy every one that comes out if I'd let her. But Sims is a terrible game, but Summer loves it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I never really got into the sims i think i only played it once and i think elijah 
had it and put it in my GameCube and played it one time. And it, I mean, it was cool for what it was at the time, but you know, I have a hard enough time living in natural life, let alone trying to keep somebody virtually alive. I know. And we're going over, but it's fine. Uh, just real quick, we'll get a piece of this week's news in. I don't know if you've seen it, but this is, I'm hoping it'll be a surprise to you. The, you know, Bayonetta 3 coming out this month. Mm-hmm. Okay. So did, yes. So did you see that the original voice actor for the first two Bayonetta games and for Smash Ultimate is not returning because Platinum Games was only going to pay her $4,000 to voice act Bayonetta 3. So she is requesting everybody to boycott Bayonetta 3 because she's not in it. What do you think about that? I actually seen it. I didn't really pay attention to it just because I kept on scrolling because I was actually doing research for the other topics. But I did see where that was a thing. And I mean, for... I mean, she's being kind of greedy at that point just because she is voice acting. I mean, it's not like it's a mainstream movie. Yeah, she's famous. She's made Bayonetta, Bayonetta famous for the voice. But as far as me playing that game, I play it for the hack and slash of it. I don't play it because... For the voice? <laughs> her voice. Right. Like, it's I could play that game on silent and I would still get as much enjoyment out of it because half the time I'm reading the story as it goes anyways. I got the little subtext at the bottom, so I'm still going to be catching what's going on. I don't necessarily have to hear her talk to do it. And like I said, it's not really like she says much in the game. Yeah, if you're actually paying attention to the story, but yet again, it's a hack and slash game. It's not like it's a Zelda where you actually have to read and figure out where you're going with it. You just hack and slash, and you're going to eventually go down to where you need to go down to. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, the gaming company is being cheap. I'm not paying her more, especially in today's time, but it's not like she says more than 10 quotes anyways throughout the whole entire subject of the game. Right. And I, I did see a lot of people online that were so mad about this. They showed a screenshot of them canceling their pre-order and stuff. But in the long run, I don't think it'll affect sales that much because – like you said, who buys a game because, oh man, this guy, this guy, this woman is voice acting in this game. I got to pick it up. That's not why people buy games. They buy it for the experience, not for the voice. So mm-hmm. eventually, I mean, not, I'm not going to say most, but a lot of gamers don't even follow gaming news. So they're not even going to know that she was ripped off, only going to get $4,000 or whatever. So they're going to pick up the game. Because it's Bayonetta three, not because of who's voice acting it. Yeah, and, and like PlayStation disbanding whoever voices the God of War character, and you know not paying him as much, you're still going to buy God of War because it's a hack and slash. Because like, people love the game, you're going to pick yeah, it up. If you love that style of game, you're going to buy it regardless. And that's just business as usual, really. Is it sad? Yeah, ripping off people is sad, but that's just business. Businesses do that. They save money where they can. So, But where they're licensed at a character, they may not even really need her voice near as much because they can just pull from the other two games. Right. They can 
play from the pre-recorded Because they own the rights audio. to her. Right. They own the voice to they own the rights to her voice in those first two games. So they can just pull whatever they want from those games and play it in the new game. Plus, if I'm not mistaken, they're still going to pay her royalties. So she was still got to cut out every single game that was sold. Yeah, and she would have got four grand up front. I mean, yeah, that's probably not said, a lot yeah, for it's voice not that acting. Much money up front, but in reality, if she was getting royalties from the game, like I read, it's you know, <laughs> and usually Bayonetta sell a lot of titles. Yeah, especially and since it's going to be on the Switch now. It's, right, it's an exclusive know, to the, the Switch. Time it releases on all the consoles. It's she would make her money. Yeah, so I mean. It's just a stupid thing for her to ask people to boycott. Some will, because you know people are like that. Some people will. But is it going to affect the sales that much? No, I don't think so. Well, I still buy it? Yes, eventually. Speaking of sales, check it out on the link below, because we are going to put it down anyways for the pre-order. Oh, it's down. It's in there. Don't you forget about it. We we agree with paying people, but at the same time, it's... Just as Ashton said, it's business. So right, buy the game. Buy the game. Link. Buy the game from our link. Don't buy it from just Amazon. Don't buy it from GameStop. Buy it from. I us. mean, you will be buying it from Amazon, but you'll be buying it from our affiliate with Amazon. Right. So yeah, do that. Pre-order it through Amazon through us. But like Summer said in the comment below, she said that it sounds like she's being a little prideful. She says she gets the pay issue, but at the same time, people are still going to play it if someone else voices that character. And that's true. That's what we're saying. Just nobody buys the game because a specific person is voice acting the game. No, you like, go watch movies for that. You don't go play video games. Right. For that. So you're you're saying nobody's going to buy the Guardians of the Galaxy game because Chris Pratt wasn't the voice actor in it? Exactly. So people bought Guardians of the Galaxy the game because it's a good game, not because Chris, whoever is voice acting or is not voice acting. I don't believe any of the characters in Guardians of the Galaxy game are the actual actors in the movie. Nope, not particularly, not usually. So, like, yeah. may, maybe a Deadpool video game would probably have Ryan Reynolds, but that just yeah. fits. But other than that, that's really the only reason. Right. I just, which I, I think the it. most recent Deadpool game that came out in like 2010 don't even have him voice acting. Usually, they just get whoever for games because nobody really cares. <laughs> that and I mean, basically, as far as humans go, from a you know basically a baby, we learn how to mimic. So, I mean, it with, with any training, you can pretty much try to almost sound like anybody there is. Right, exactly. Close enough to get by for a video game anyways. Yep. All right. You have anything else? Nope. I believe that's all we got time for, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, we went over, but that's all right. It was our first one. Making up for, I guess, two weeks, I guess. So, yeah, that's yeah. about right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just go subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on Instagram, all of that social media stuff. And just if you're going to buy a new game, use our affiliate links. It helps us out at no additional cost to you. And go 
still go, you know, go listen to Furious Quick, go listen to Rylan on YouTube, or watch it rather, but go subscribe to him, it helps him out, and that's it. Join our TikTok too, even though uh, we haven't done any physical videos, but when we do, we're going to post them and cut them down to it. Yep, yep, this is our first live audio, we're working our way up to videos, we're just doing audio right now, but. Eventually we'll get there. We should be like at one YouTuber at wait of like seven years to show an audience their faces. Yeah. Or even when we do the live video, we can just do from like the neck down or something. I'm not even sure if it's just the... That's right. Just show more titties. That's right. You like titties. There you do. All right. Later, guys. See you guys. <laughs>Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.